Mike Dawson is the definition of an adrenaline junkie. Not only is he a former Olympian and New Zealand's best in the canoe slalom, he is also an extreme kayaker. Earlier this year, Mike released his award-winning documentary following his 29 expedition along Africa's Kwanzaa River. The film, Kwanzaa, the Drowning Diamond of Angola. You throw in crocodiles, a police standoff, and one of the world's highest rates of discarded landmines, and a trip down the Kwanzaa was Mike's kind of adventure. He's recently returned from Europe, and he's with us this morning from MIQ in Christchurch, <laughs> an adventure of a different kind. Kia ora, Mike, how are you doing? Morning, morning, I'm doing good. It's so, doing real good. so good to have you with us. How is, um, how's MIQ going? This is the second time you've done it this year. Yeah, yeah, I went through straight after the Olympics and then uh, lucky enough to get a spot to get home from Europe just recently. So, um, yeah, the the last part of a month in a hotel room, but it's it's good. How, do, how does a paddler keep up his uh, fitness in MIQ? Is there anything you can do? Yeah, I've got, I've got an exercise cycle in here and then um, a few press-ups, but uh, pretty hard to stay motivated in, in, in a hotel room. But yeah. Good experience. Oh, well, it's it's hopefully not for too long, and um, it'll be good to have you back out on the other side. So let's talk the Kwanzaa. For, for people who don't know much about the Kwanzaa River, can you give us a bit of a background about the geography and um, and tell us a little bit about the river? Yeah, also the Kwanzaa River, um, it's, uh, it's one of the biggest rivers in Africa, and it flows from the same catchment as the Zambezi and flows west down towards the ocean, um, from there, while the Zambezi flows the opposite direction. So uh, it's a huge river, um, has about 400 tonnes-ish of water per second, and it kind of forms the backbone of Angola, so it provides a lot of the, the water for, for farming. It provides a lot of water for hydro. Um, yeah, it's just an incredible, incredible river that was pretty largely undiscovered. And can you um, can you describe what the river looks like for someone who's travelling down it? Is it is it wide? Are there narrow stretches? Are there rapids? Are there bits that are impassable? What what does it actually look like? So the the unique thing with the Kwanzaa is it's a bit of a mixture. So um, it has these huge open sections on the flatlands when it when it sits up on the B plateau, which is the highlands in Angola. So it's kind of braided um, wide river that just just flowing beautifully mm. um, and then it goes into these big gorges and that's where what we went for so that's where the, the rapids are so it gets it looks very similar to something like Hooker Falls you know like the whole river's just squeezed into this narrow gorge narrow canyon and then the gradient starts to drop off um, I think the river dropped around 600 meters over the, the section that we paddled so um, if you imagine how many waterfalls and rapids that is, and, and when you combine that with the volume of water there, it turns into quite a um, a torrent. Yeah, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it sounds it sounds incredible. What was it about the Kwanzaa in particular that uh, attracted you? You know, I mean, for me, I I just seen it on uh, on Google Earth. Um, flowing really similar path <laughs> to the Zambezi. Is that and... how you researched it? You just looked at it on Google Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's. I mean, there's all sports climbers, kayakers. Everyone spends a lot of time on Google Earth finding those little corners of the globe that might hold something special, and then you go out there and check it out. Um, 
good way to do it, actually. Yeah, yeah. And 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 you thought, well, this hasn't really been navigated that much. It might be worth a crack. Yeah. Well, so the the thing was that um, you couldn't get into Angola because they had this this civil war for twenty seven years. Mm. Um, so it was really hard to get in there unless you were going in for commercial reasons. So to go in with a kayak as a as a tourist, effectively, um, was really hard. And uh, and so we tried for a year or two to get a visa, and eventually we got a visa. And we just went in with the um, idea that we'd just check it out and see um, what it was like on the ground. Angola has a reputation of being a bit of a cowboy state. So we, we went in there um, with the idea that if it got too bad, we could just turn around and leave. But... The whole mission was just to see what was hidden in the gorges, yeah, um, and try and kayak it as well. So, so you, do you fly into Luanda, the capital? You were saying this yeah. uh, in the film project. We actually um, we flew into South Africa and ah. then we drove the entire way across the continent, um, past the Zambezi and then through Namibia and then turned right and drove into Angola, um, which was quite an experience. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I can, yeah. I can, I can imagine it was, a, it was a hell of an experience. Talk, talk to us then about some of the some of the risks when you're on the water um, itself, and and perhaps let's start with the crocodiles and the Kwanzaa. Yeah, it's. I mean, there, there's risks for sure, and when you go kayaking in Africa, the um, the reality is that there's wildlife. So there's crocodiles in the river, and there's hippos, and you've just got to be really aware of that when you're on the water to make sure you're. Um, I mean, you you drop down the food chain pretty quickly when you jump on the river, so you, you want to make sure you you've got your eyes open and um, not mucking around or wasting time in uh, in the flat sections. And that's what makes kayaking somewhere like the Kwanzaa quite special. Is that the rapids are cool, um, they're big and they're fun, and and that's where our skill set is. But the the scary part of the whole thing is actually the flat water, the the bits in between the rapids where the wildlife hangs out. Um, yeah, so that's one of the one of the dangers, I guess. You see, that, the, that's really interesting, eh? Because because usually when we think about it, like whitewater kayaking, for example, you you think, well, you know, the the going through the rapids, maybe you know, there's some some unidentified objects underwater, you know, a, a branch or a log, or you know, you go over some falls and you lose your way, or you get tipped out of your kayak or something like that. But actually, when when you're in Africa, it's it's the flat water that's scary. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, it's just the opposite to normal, right? Yeah, yeah. But, and and that that um, it it also plays into your mind, like when you're assessing whether you run a rapid, say, like you you coming down the river, you haven't seen the rapids before, and you get to something, and you're trying to decide whether it's possible to paddle down it. But you also got to assess that if something goes wrong and you you had to swim out of your kayak, then you're swimming into a a pool that could potentially have something lurking under the water waiting. So that um that also goes through your sort of decision making process to keep it safe and keep everyone in the team safe and get everyone to the yeah. takeout. That sounds <laughs> sounds terrifying it sounds to be worse honest. Than it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you do when you're being charged by a croc? Oh, you um paddle fast. You go for it. Yeah, you paddle <laughs> fast. You um you you're, you're very grateful for all the training you did for the for the Olympics because you can stay just a little bit ahead of your teammates. <laughs> as long as you're not the one in the back, yeah. It's like being yeah, the last yeah. surfer, right? So so you got the crocs, but talk to me about the hippos as well because hippos are really fast, eh? Yeah, so hippos are, are quite um quite dangerous. They can go about, I think they go like something like 40 k's an hour underwater. 
Um, so you're just keeping an eye out for them. We we tap our boats and make a lot of noise, and then the hippos will come up out of the water. And you can see where they are in front of you or around, and um, and then you just move away. Just make sure you stay well clear of the hippos because they're quite unpredictable. Yeah. A croc, on the other hand, will kind of it will probably be a bit more territorial, and it's more just checking you out. And and the crocs are only dangerous if you if you don't see them. If you see a croc, you're probably probably all right. You also had a run-in with some police and diamond miners. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I mean. Um, that's another reality is when you get into the rural parts of a place like Angola, there's a, a little bit going on. Um, and we we had a few run-ins with the police um, just around, I guess, um, yeah, I mean, they wanted they wanted uh, to know what we're up to because there's not a big tourist and sort of uh, industry there at the moment. It's a beautiful country and, and I hope one day it will be, but... Um, at the moment, it's still developing. And when you roll into an area that's got a, a huge diamond resources and um, some of the biggest dams, all the biggest dams in the mm. country that are, that are fueling the whole region um, with three kayaks and big smiles and um, and no language skills, you get a you get looked at kind of differently. And um, yeah, we had a run in just a misunderstanding with the police. I, I think they wanted um wanted a little bit of money. Mm. Um, and uh, it was over like small things. Um, I think with the issue we had, we had bags in the boot of our car, which we didn't think we should have to pay a penalty for. So, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then a few other things like the the visa they gave us was glued into the passport the wrong way around. Or yeah, or right. Like that. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I get how it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's not like you can just call up your your local attorney and <laughs> nah, get nah, them to nah, sort nah, out exactly. any issues. And and another thing you have to be very aware of in a place like Angola is landmines. They have just masses of landmines. So so how did, how did that work for you? You just stick to tracks. You don't try and go too off piste. Yeah, totally. Like um, when you travel to a country like that, you just reminded how lucky we are, how fortunate we are in a place like New Zealand that yeah. we don't have anything like that. And just the remnants of the war, um, I, I don't know the exact numbers now, but I think when we were there, there were upwards of 10 million discarded landmines still um, estimated to be out in nature. And you just think, like, how crazy that is to be living in an environment like that, um, you know, for kids and, and stuff. But for us, um, we're just real careful. Uh, make sure we stay on tracks. Talk to locals. Um, you know, when you're paddling down the river, you're you can end up quite a few hundred k's away from really civilization. So you just got to make sure you, if you see someone, you just ask them and try and find out the best way around things and the best places to walk and, and yeah. just yeah, always stay on tracks. I know Kwanzaa, the drowning diamond of Angola has had like awesome reviews and feedback. Um, it, it's now an award-winning film and it, and it's an award-winning film and it's, and it's quite distinct genre, right? There's a real genre for films that are that, that follow expeditions like this with with whitewater kayakers, yeah, totally. Like um, we've been we've been just blown away by the feedback we've had and and the support we've had for the film. Um, and uh, and right now I think people will be seeing this just such a I don't know like a hype around adventure films um all around the world. So it's cool to be part of that and to have a film uh, playing at the same time. So once the the world fully reopens, if if there are no COVID restrictions, you can go anywhere you want. Where's next on the bucket list? 
hopefully not another stint in MIQ. Um, <laughs> so no, there's so many places. Um, we want to do more in Africa. There's there's more more rivers to open up and see, and there's there's also a huge amount of white water just hidden in our in our back garden, right on the doorstep in yeah. New Zealand. Um, yeah. And that's something that COVID's done is uh, it's forced us to look closer closer to home to find those those cool rivers and go on and explore and check them out. So. Yeah, yeah there's, there's so much to do. Um, I'm excited for when COVID finishes, as I'm sure a lot of other people are as well. Mike, for people who want to watch the film, is there any way they can do that? Yeah, right now it's on Vimeo On Demand. So if you just uh, just go onto vimeo.com forward slash Kwanzaa, um, it'll come up and then, and then you can watch it on there. Fantastic. Hey, thank you so much for your time. Good luck uh, for the rest of your time in MIQ. When do you get out? Out on Thursday, so oh. counting down the minutes. Lovely. Um, oh, fantastic.